In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Paul starts his uh, letter to the Thessalonians, the second letter, to a people that are very, very faithful. The Thessalonians have been persecuted and are living in a lot of faith. And he says, we thank God always because of your faith, which flourishes. Accordingly, we boast regarding your endurance and faith in all your persecutions and afflictions. St. Paul is basically saying, I'm so proud of you. So uh, this is how we feel as priests when we see the faith of the people. We see your love for each other, your love for God. And so St. Paul is saying, I'm so thankful to God and I'm so proud of you. The Christian life is a life that is lived with faith and endurance in the sight of persecution. And the Thessalonians were people that were persecuted constantly for their faith. The early Christian community was constantly persecuted, but they endured. And this is our call. In the Gospel today, we see two people who experience obstacles to faith in Jesus. The first is a blind man. Can you say blind man? Blind. Thank you. Jesus comes to, the, actually, he's just passing by, and the blind man is like, what's going on? And they say, Jesus is coming. And so the blind man says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You would think that the people following Jesus, they've seen Jesus heal people. They hear his beautiful words. Jesus is a healer. He's a prophet. He might even be the Messiah, the son of God. You would think that those people following Jesus would say to the blind man, let me take you to him. Let me take you to him so that he'll heal you. But instead, what do they do? Be quiet. They basically say, Jesus doesn't have time for you. Jesus is on his way. He has a bigger mission than just you. You're not important enough for Jesus. Can't we also do that? As followers of Jesus, tell people, you're not worthy. You don't deserve Jesus. He doesn't have time for you. But the blind beggar doesn't give up. You know, as a beggar, beggars were, many of us were never beggars. I was never a beggar. Actually, maybe when I was a kid, when I would ask my mom to watch like some shows or something, mom, please, please, mom, please, please, please. We didn't take no for an answer. So the blind beggar, what does he do? In the sight of shh, he says, no, even louder, son of David, have mercy on me. He doesn't give up. Just like the woman in last week's gospel, who the judge was an unjust judge, the woman goes to him and says, give me a just verdict. And the judge is like, no. But the woman, her persistence kept going. So Jesus eventually says, he doesn't go up to the blind man. What does he do? He turns to the people that just shushed him and say, bring him to me. He's teaching all of us that that's our job. Our job as Christians in this church is to bring the blind beggar, bring those who have no sight, who have no ability to walk to Jesus, bring them to Jesus so that he will heal them. But they still don't get it. They bring him to Jesus, and Jesus asks him a question, what do you want? The blind man says, 
He's a beggar. He may have been asking for money all the time. He's always asking for food, whatever it may be. But he doesn't ask for any of that. He asks to see. And right away, Jesus says, receive your sight, and he sees. Don't give up when you ask for the Lord's healing. People will try to stop you, but be like that blind beggar who keeps coming to Jesus. So I ask you as well, who is God calling you to bring to him? And who is crying out for help in your life? Who needs help? Bring them to Jesus. The second character, Zacchaeus. Say Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Say tax collector. collector. Alright, Zacchaeus is a tax collector. He's one of the richest men in the whole, in the whole Jericho. Jericho is a big city in that time. We saw last week another story about a tax collector. The Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee is like, look at me, I'm the man. I'm not like this tax collector. I tithe, I do all this stuff. And the tax collector, what did he do? He was beating his breast. And he, say, and he says, Lord, be merciful to me. Like the blind man, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus literally, this is Luke 18. Right now, I just read Luke 19. He just told the story about a tax collector. About a tax collector who is more justified than a Pharisee who does all these good things. You would think they would be like, oh yeah, tax collectors, I know they're bad, like they're not doing good things, but there's still hope for them. So Jesus sees Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is like, he goes on a tree and Jesus sees him and Jesus says, today I must stay in your house. Like, wow, that's awesome. Like, Jesus is about to come over. So Zacchaeus comes down, and he's so happy. He's like, yes, Jesus is coming over. And what's the reaction of the people? They grumble. The gospel says, when they all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, he has gone to stay at, a ho- at the house of a sinner. The obstacle, the obstacles of God are sometimes us, righteous, holy, faithful, living in truth people. Zacchaeus is a sinner. He's not worthy of Jesus to stay in his home. But they still don't get it. They don't understand the mission of Jesus. And so he says it in the end. This is the last verse that we read in today's gospel. Say this with me. For the Son of Man, Son of Man has, come has come to seek, seek and, save and save the lost. The lost. Amen. Amen. This is the mission of Jesus. To seek and save the lost. If you ever doubt this, just read Luke 15. Luke 15 starts with the good shepherd who leaves the 99 and finds the... It then goes to the lost coin. The woman loses a coin and she's like, I have to search everywhere for this coin. And then famously, Luke 15 ends with the story of the prodigal son. The lost son. And the father sees him from a far way off and runs to him and loves him. For those, maybe in this church, who have sold their souls 
for the world. This, this man, Zacchaeus, he basically sold his soul. He was a son of Abraham, and he was stealing, taking money from his own people. He was working for the enemy at that time that was Rome. Second, he was a tax collector, which means he was charging exorbitant amounts of money to people that barely had any money. It's basically the rich stealing from the poor. He was selling his soul for money. For any of us, maybe in this church, who are selling their souls, who have made money in the wrong way, it's not too late. Jesus says, Today, I must stay in your house. And what will your response be? Zacchaeus comes down from the tree and he's overjoyed and he says, anything I've defrauded from people, I'm giving it back. And then I'm giving four times over. But there's another choice. This isn't the right choice. But let's go to another story in Matthew 19. You guys ready for it? Nod your head yes. Okay, you're ready. You're still with me. Someone approached Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus said, If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. And the man says, Which ones? Jesus basically lists off the Ten Commandments. And the man says, I've done them. I did all these things. Jesus said, If you wish to be perfect... Go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then, come follow me. So if you give up something, don't worry, there's something better. Treasure in heaven, relationship with God. Okay, what was the young man's reaction? When the young man heard this, He went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Dang. Right? That's tough. For Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, who gives up his money, not all of it, but he gave back what he stole, basically, he recognized that Jesus was calling him into relationship, that he just wanted his his son back, that God wants a relationship with you, and that was better than anything anyone would ever give. Whatever this world could ever offer, a relationship with Jesus is better. For this rich man who goes away sad, he looks at Jesus' call to relationship as rules. He thinks that Jesus is only calling him to a rule. But the rule is meant for relationship. Jesus has come to seek and save what was lost. What is the obstacle between you and God? Sometimes that obstacle is people. Sometimes it's religious people. Sometimes that obstacle is idols. 
The first commandment in the whole Ten Commandments is you shall have no other gods besides the one true God. We have to, you know, we can make gods out of things. We can make gods out of ourselves. We make gods idols out of our experience. We live in constant FOMO. We have a fear of missing out. We have to live this world and get everything out of the world. And that is our God. Let's end with this. Philippians 3. You ready for it? Still with me? Alright, thank you. I love you. Philippians 3. St. Paul says to the Philippians, I consider everything as a loss because of the supreme good of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. For His sake I have accepted the loss of all things and I consider them so much rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. What will your call to Jesus be? Nothing else matters. Only Jesus. Don't let anything be an obstacle between you and Him. Amen? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen.